I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network of VSIN.com, the VSIN app game plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. By the way, I envy Jay Khan. Going to Toronto to Scotia Bank Arena to watch that one if the Leafs can actually win a series Whew. for the first time in 19 years. Big game. I'll meet you on the corner of Spadina and Dundas, and we'll head on over. That's my Toronto knowledge. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk some NFL draft. What a morning. Oh, my goodness. Back and forth and forth and back. Thor Nystrom joins us now. He's an NFL draft and college football analyst for fantasy pros and betting pros. You can follow him on Twitter at Thor Koo. That's T-H-O-R-K-U. How you doing, Thor? Good to see you, man. Good. Good to see you guys, too. All right. Well, you have a Vikings hat on, so maybe I'll just start. Well, we'll get to the Vikings here momentarily. Um, let's start with the Michugas that happened this morning, which is all of a sudden Will Levis was getting steamed to go number one based on some Reddit post. I immediately uh, was skeptical about it. It's sort of bounced back a little bit. Do you buy into that at all? No, I, I, I don't. Although, it, man, Will Levis, he's like the boogeyman of this draft. You know, every time you think you put him behind you, he's yes. in the closet again or under the bed. Like, I, I thought we were at least done with this first pick stuff. And, Me and too. Then now, yeah, and, and if you look at the first pick, second pick, third pick, fourth pick on the board, the odds, Will Levis is like one of the top two for like every, you know, all four of the picks or whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't know where he's going. Uh, like, you know, second third or fourth somewhere in there, but still be surprised about one. But yeah, it's that steam was surprising to me too. I, I, I had text about it right when I woke up this morning. Okay. So let's then let's start at the top. And if the draft is being held right now and I'm saying, all right, Thor, how's this going to go? I would assume you would say Bryce young would still go yep. to Carolina at one. Then what happens? I have to put Will Levis too, because all this theme, plus, you know, the Houston likes them and apparently they're a team that might be interested in moving up. The Colts, I know, like Levis. They're the one team all process, I've been told, likes Levis, particularly their owner, Jim Irsay. So teams that like Levis behind there, they know they got to hop the Colts, and maybe that's behind some of this trade stuff. But I've had Levis in my mock drafts at two, and that's where I would stay. You would stay and you would draft him, which which I, listen, I don't know how. Not to, me personally, right. just in terms of predicting, yeah. Yeah, and well, I mean, if I'm the Texans, I don't see how I would leave this draft without a quarterback, whether that's at 2 or 12 or wherever, so I'm with you there. 
All right, so then if it is Levis, whether by the Texans or by someone else via trade, then are the Cardinals in the catbird seat and they would be, hey, we're taking all offers, or would they use their pick to draft? I think they're in the catbird seat then because you know that the Colts are taking a quarterback at four, and so that's the last stop with one of the consensus four quarterbacks, really, right? Like if 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 indeed the quarterback has gone at two, I think that's where that trade market for that third pick picks back up. Um, I, like the better scenario for for the Cardinals is the quarterback goes above them to facilitate that that trade market opening up. Now, if, if Will Anderson goes to and all of a sudden now there's a scenario where where the quarterback where at least one of those guys could drop beneath the Colts pick. I think that's where it might be a little bit more tepid when they're on they're on the clock. But yeah, that that's sort of how I see that. I, I would bet the quarterback's still there because I still do think that there'll be a trade on draft night. So this is really what we're getting at here is if I could distill this because people are going to be a little bit their heads heads are exploding right. So you basically at this point have to decide, you tell me if I'm following on you kind of have to decide if you feel like it's going quarterback, 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 or you have to decide if, you're, if it's going to be uh, Bryce Young first, and then it's going to almost be defense, defense quarterback. Isn't that kind of where we are? That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, you know, like the impetus for teams like later on, you know, like you have a team, like for instance, the Vikings, you know, the, the local team teams that are, that are back later on that we know have been contacting these teams to talk about a trade up. If, if you're a team like the Vikings, you would far prefer to trade up. Let's say the scenario where one of those four guys gets to six, right. With the lions, the cost of that trade is going to be way less than it would be to get up to number three. Mm-hmm. Cause you won't have to give up your first round pick in two years. You're going to have to give up the, your first rounder next year in either of the trades. But like those teams are, are hoping and praying that one of those guys gets to six, you know, ostensibly for, for a trade, whatever. Um, obviously if the Texans take the quarterback at, at two, that's again, that's where it heats up. Cause you know, the quarterback's going four. So yeah, the, the trade scenarios, that's, that's where it gets wonky with that. Okay, so this is so what that makes me want to do is let's say let's let's just get past the first four picks because we we understand that they could go two completely different ways or who knows even more than two if there's trades involved then it's just all chaos. Okay, what do we think we absolutely know? So for instance, I'll give you some examples. Uh, I've heard some people say the Seahawks absolutely do not want Jalen Carter. They prefer Will Anderson over Jalen Carter if it came to that. Um, they also kind of like Anthony Richardson because they have the bridge quarterback in Geno and they could probably, you know, if they wanted to draft Richardson, they would. What do you think, maybe it's team per player or team to a position, what do you think you absolutely know at this point? About the Seahawks' intentions? Not, not even necessarily them, but just a, a, a team on the board where you're like, oh, this team is absolutely doing this. Well, one of them for me is I know the Raiders like Anthony Richardson. And so if Anthony Richardson were to get down there, I I think that they're going to take Anthony Richardson. Um, That would be one of them. Um, The other one is, is I know that the Colts like Levis. So like, but there's, you know, this is a different kind of a draft where in past years, you know, it's sort of like playing bingo and you get the free spot in past years. You get at least a couple free spots when you start filling out your mock. Yeah. Yeah. 
this year you thought you had one, although this morning you wake <laughs> up and it's like, maybe I don't even have the one. But after that, it's not only that we don't know who the second pick is, we don't know the team that's going to be making the second pick. And you can say that the same for the third pick. And every one of those decisions, it affects every decision after. You know, it's sort of like the butterfly effect. Yeah. So that's what makes it so hard to mock this year. What's what's so I'm just laughing at myself, right? Because here I am, like complaining about all these bookmakers refusing to book the action, and here I am. Be careful what you wish for, man. What a <laughs> what a black hole this has all become. Um, all right, let me ask a couple specific ones. The Aaron Rodgers trade. A lot of the speculation yesterday was okay. Now that Green Bay is going to be at 13, they grab Jackson Smith and a jig. But do you believe that? I saw Tony Pauline had reported that, and I respect Tony Pauline. Um, and and it would make a ton of sense. Like uh, Smith and Jigba playing next to Christian Watson would be a really good fit, because you. For me, you want Smith and Jigba in the slot next to a guy that's going to force the safety back on that side of the field, open up more intermediate space. We know he dominates with that. That's That was the jig at, at Ohio State or whatever. The only thing is, every time you've mocked a re- wide receiver to the Packers in the first round for the last decade, you have been wrong. Yes. So it is this year, t- two days after they trade Aaron Rodgers, now they're finally going to take a wide receiver? I think that would be the funniest thing in the world. Oh, the beauty of that. The symmetry, like, yes. would it happen though? Like, like a final sort of, you know, f you out the door, uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if if it will happen, but it makes all the sense in the world. It's just the organization never makes that decision. Maybe until now. That would be just beautiful. See you later, Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna draft a wide out at 13. Um, okay. So you got the Vikings hat on. What do you think the Vikings are gonna do? I think they're exploring trades up in the scenario that one of those quarterbacks starts to fall down a little bit. They might be left out in the cold if it goes the first four, although we have heard reports that they have, they've actually engaged the Texans and the Cardinals about two and three. But I I think like you either have that, you know, whether, you know, with that one too, you're going to have to have a side trade worked out with Kirk Cousins, I think. We know that they talked to the 49ers at the combine about Kirk Cousins, but if that scenario doesn't work, I think it becomes the opposite where I think they end up trading down from 23. So I think you're either going to see them try a big leap up the board for the quarterback. If that doesn't work out though, now it gets down to them. They only have five picks this entire draft. They don't have a a pick on in round two. So I think you would see at that point, them trying to trade into the early second round, sort of like they did last year. Um, Maybe not quite as big of a drop down the board, but to pick up ancillary picks on, on whether it's day two or, or extra picks on day three. How far do you think CJ Stroud drops in this? I would be really surprised to see him fall beneath four. Um, But I do, I do think there's a scenario where he gets to six you know, with, with some of these different things. Now that requires that that second and third pick, they're both stuck in that slot. They both take defense, you know, Houston taking Will Anderson, uh, Arizona taking, you know, Tyree Wilson or like whatever they do, but stuck in that slot. That's the scenario where potentially Stroud gets to four because it requires the Colts. Well, again, I know like Levis taking Levis over Stroud. Um, but like, uh, yeah, like I, I would say, you know, whether it's, it's four or six. I mean, if someone was betting right now, Thor, what bet would you recommend for them? Over offensive uh, players in the first round? The uh, I, I would have to look at the odds boards because the odds change so quick in this. Yeah. And, and like I said, even this morning, like I just wake up and I'm getting texts about, is Levis going number one? And I'm like, wait, what? You know, and, and <laughs> we all did. So, yeah. yeah, no. So, so I'm taking a look at the, at the odds boards right now. Um, 
Do you, let's put it this way. Do you believe yeah. five quarterbacks are going in the first round? No, uh-uh. No, you do I not. No, I, I think that Hendon Hooker stuff is is smoke. And we'll see. You know, I, I might end up being proven wrong about that. I, someone respected with Peter King or somebody had Hendon Hooker in the first round in, in their thing yesterday, maybe like at the Texans back. Him or Matt Miller, I, I, I forget. But no, like for me, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Hendon Hooker is not a first round prospect based on just historical putting him up against some of these other guys. He also, it's really funny, you know, the S2 test that everyone's begging on Stroud for. Yeah. The, the release S2 test for Hennon Hooker wasn't good either. And Hennon Hooker never had to go to the other side of the field. So, it, I, like, I, I'm not sure why he's not getting – you know, in, any of the, any of the negative negativity on that, that CJ Stroud is, I don't think it's fair on, on either account, but like with, with hooker, what you're wondering is you've never seen him go from one side of the field, literally to the other <laughs> side of the field. It just doesn't happen in the Tennessee offense. He also doesn't throw on the run. So yeah. he's a dual threat that doesn't do that. We'll, we'll have to see, but I'd be surprised. Thor. Good luck, man. Good luck to all of us. Appreciate the time, man. Buckle up, buckle up. Thor. Nice from everybody. Uh, We'll talk to Eric Eager from Sumer Sports about the NFL draft as Confusion Radio continues on the other side. Numbers Game, Beast of the Sports Betting Network. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. The NFL Draft starts this Thursday. What? No one told me that. And VEASAN has everything you need to bet smarter at VEASAN.com slash draft. Every NFL Draft is different. Oh, I'll say. And we have five tips for betting the NFL Draft. Check out Matt Eumann's mock draft for the first round. And former NFL GM Michael Lombardi gives his draft analysis. VEASAN.com slash draft is updated daily, so you get the latest position uh, predictions over under and best bets from the VEASAN experts. Check it out today at VEASAN.com slash draft. Draft. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Rich PSM, never underestimate stupid coaching, especially in the playoffs. No adjustments on Butler isn't news. Seems even more likely in Wisconsin, like McCarthy than LaFleur. Rich PSM, killing Wisconsin sports right there. I love plus money. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. He's the prototype size for an NFL quarterback. So I love plus money buying into the Will Levis hype and steam. Brian M., For the fall, guessing college lines with Kelly. For the rest of the year, guessing WTA member name pronunciations. (laughs) Chris Hartman. Gil, just doing the math, but the Derby's 11 days away. Didn't Matt Brown claim that he would finally attempt his field goal before then, asking for a friend? And will Stormy be providing video to the masses of said attempts? Thanks again. Stormy chiming in. Correct. I don't know about field goal video, but he did say it would be done before the Derby. Good memory. He also has to drink a mystery smoothie of my choice upcoming. Boy, Matt Brown is in deep. He's in deep. I already got it. I just got an offer from Dakota to shoot the entire thing, too, so we have video evidence. 
barometric pressure's got to be perfect for me, Dave. It's got to be perfect. Mike Alvarez, I just cashed my same show parlay. Gil imitating his mother and a Borat reference. Betting is easy. Not sure what your problem is. Um, and then less gifts, more picks. Uh, talking about our podcast that I did with Matt Brown and uh, Drew Densick yesterday on the NFL draft. He goes, could you guys get back together now with this Levis stuff? Can you guys do it again? And then uh, go, redo. <laughs> redo. Go fast. Troy says, so you're not betting the house on Levis number one? No, I'm not. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Eager joins us from Sumer Sports, the host of the Sumer Sports Show. Always a friend of the show and of the network. How you doing, Eric? Gil, I'm, I'm having so much fun now. The, the draft is here. All the speculation is gone. We have the best off-season event in sports. Yes, and we it's do. just a few days away. By the way, great glasses. Let me just start there. Um, okay. So uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Great glasses. I like it. So, all right. I'm not buying the, the Will Levis steam to number one. Are you let's start there. No, I, you know, I think that, um, the, the Panthers traded up for a very definitive reason. I think those reasons were ended up, ended up being leaked. Um, and now, you know, the books, it, it was funny. There was a, a line and FanDuel. Um, that had young kind of at like what minus minus 1200 Levis at about my, uh, plus 500, um, which were big moves when you look at like sort of the uh, the payout for Levis, but not necessarily. I mean, it was about a 10, 12 percent move as far as the actual percentage. The the move for young was like a percent or two. Right. These right. are very, very juiced, um, you know, markets. And you even saw FanDuel raise that that number all the way up to like minus 2000. Uh, you know, once once people started buying back a little bit of, of young, it looked like it was a Reddit post that was kind of like, uh, you know, uh, unsubstantiated. That was the reason for that. Um, and I, I just I just take it back to 2021, where uh, I remember going out the night before the draft with a few people that we were doing a draft show with and getting messages that that Mac Jones was telling his friends that he was the 49ers pick. It, it's just that time of year, man. By the way, that's our pro tip, Kelly. NFL draft betting is information betting, so make sure you know exactly where you're getting your info from. For example, maybe a Reddit user who has posted twice isn't the best source. Hey, sale agreeable 2834. He hasn't been wrong about anything yet, okay? We don't know. He's a documented undefeated on his on his. Uh, he got hot bat- Batman takes, okay? Okay, so, so then, Eric, and I asked this of Thor Nystrom moments ago, I'll ask this of you. Because basically what it sounds like is, okay, if we are assuming Bryce Young goes first to the Panthers, I think we can, let's, let's just go with that. And then it's, okay, what do the Texans do at two? That's largely been the question. If it's a quarterback, then the Cardinals could ostensibly be open for business. Someone will trade up for a quarterback. It could go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Or if you're believing what the hype was before this Levis move, which is the Panthers go Bryce Young and then the Texans decide to go Will Anderson, which is gaining some steam. And then the Cardinals, they go, you know, maybe offensive line to Paris Johnson. We're hearing a lot of that buzz. So these are like completely, two completely different ways this could go. Is that a good characterization? And if so, or if not, how do you think it goes? Yeah, the Paris Johnson team I do know is real. Just the reason is, is that, you know, you look at, you know, Monty Austin Fort hasn't been able to get a strike a trade for that third pick in large part because, the second pick isn't known. Uh, day of the draft, you know, we've only really seen relatively few trades within the top ten, and like it's stuff like you know San Francisco trading back with Chicago for the Trubisky pick about five six years ago. Um, you know, it's not very frequent, and so I think Arizona's bracing for the fact that they might not get the trade that everybody thought that they they were going to get for that third pick and the third quarterback um, because maybe people are a little sour on on you know. Um, 
uh, on some of the quarterbacks after Bryce Young. And, and they're just going to try to build kind of around Kyler Murray when he comes back from injury. And Paris Johnson being that big tackle, uh, you know, can really can really do that. Now, at the second pick, like, look, I, you know, the 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 big board that was leaked to me, right, or, you know, that, that I've been that that's been leaked to a number of people kind of around has, you know, has, you know, C.J. Stroud nowhere close to the number one player. Uh, for the Houston Texans. And you can take that with a grain of salt. Um, if that's the case, then, you know, Will Anderson should be the favorite. But there's also, you know, a little bit of, of a rumor out there that there's a mandate to take a quarterback there. So if that's the case, then I understand the Levis team as well. Um, those, are, those are sort of the two pieces of information that lead me to, the, to what you're saying on Houston. And then with Arizona, it's just like the trend of if we get to draft night and no one's made a trade for that third pick, they're going to make it. They're going to give an offer that's going to be paltry relative to what the Bears got uh, for the number one pick. Even after adjusting for the fact that two picks later, Arizona is going to look like a fool relative to to Chicago. So maybe they just take a player, um, you know, like Paris Johnson to avoid a bear embarrassment. What does Seattle end up doing if I, if, it go, if it goes Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Paris Johnson, Will Levis? What would Seattle do at five? Would they would they grab Anthony Richardson at five? I think that there's some there's some credence to the Anthony Richardson hype for sure. And when you look at the kind of you know you look at Pete Carroll, who's actually been a fairly underrated guy in terms of developing quarterbacks, I, I think that it would really be beneficial for these Seattle franchises to do it. And I think if they don't do it, I think Detroit will do it at six. And I, I I've been kind of you know predicting at times Detroit would move up to three. I don't think that I think that they don't necessarily believe they have to. Uh, and the only sticky wicket there is the fact that Seattle could take them. Even with that Geno Smith extension, uh, I still think they could take Anthony Richardson. It's a perfect situation. Detroit and 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 uh, Seattle are two really good situations for Anthony Richardson. I think he goes to one of those two teams if he falls past you know two, three, and four, which which is not a lot. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, Detroit and Detroit and Seattle six and five respectively because they have bridge quarterbacks in Jared Goff and in Geno Smith. Bridge quarterbacks meaning competent ones that would play now. Anthony Richardson could you know learn underneath and wait. I guess is the uh, the theory there. Do you believe five quarterbacks go in the first round? I do not. I know the market is disagreeing with me, but um, here's the thing: like the the last quarterback always falls. Like you look. 2017, Deshaun Kaiser fell into the second round. 2018, Lamar Jackson fell to 32. And, you know, Mason Rudolph, you know, that number was five and a half quarterbacks. And we almost didn't even get to five there that year. 2019, uh, Haskins falls to 15. Locke falls to 42. 2020, uh, Jordan Love, you know, kind of in the mid-teens projected, goes all the way to 26. Um, you know, and obviously 2021, even though you had a lot of quarterbacks, Fields fell to 11. Mac Jones fell to 15. Uh, and and last year, of course, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter. At, at this time, you know, April nineteenth of two thousand twenty-two, Matt Corral was minus one fifty to go in round one uh, per DraftKings. Mm. Uh, so like, it's just yeah. I think we always we we talk ourselves into the quarterbacks, and, and then these teams get cold feet kind of at the end of the first round. Now, all right, let's do rapid fire last ninety seconds. B. John Robinson. I've heard him like tied to like ten different teams. Where do you think he goes? I, I think. Washington at 16 yes. is a really is a really good one. Um, people are saying Atlanta, but I think Atlanta's in love with Tyler Algier. Get a get a running back in a, in a division that has been stocked with running backs at every other team. Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, do that, skinnies. Let's go. Um, Stroud falls how far, how far? Seven at most. Seven at most. Okay. Um, 
if someone had to make a bet right now, what's the best bet on the board? Is it most? Uh, is it over offensive players? What is it? That's a great question. Um, under four and a half quarterbacks. Now that the price, I mean, now that the price is sort of like increased to, or like the payouts increased. Uh, under four and a half quarterbacks. Go with it. Go with history. The Eagles at ten. Will they draft Lucas Van Ness or somebody else? Somebody else. Somebody else. Is the Jets drafting an offensive lineman the most lockstep team to a position? Yeah, it is. I, I think so. Okay. Um, other than Panthers quarterback, but yeah. The, other than Panthers the, quarterback. The, yeah, but the but yeah, that one is you know fairly fairly. Mackay Beckton, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, Joe Douglas has a type. All right. Finally, team whose whose public projections you can trust the least. Which team do you have no faith in? Whatever they say out loud. Minnesota. I think Minnesota doesn't pick in the first round. Oh, okay. Minnesota. That's uh, That sort of corroborates what we heard earlier. Eric, uh, good luck, man, to you, to me, to everybody who's got bets. Of all drafts, good luck to all of us. Enjoy, man. Great talking to you. Yo, this is a pleasure. Take, uh, take care. You too. At Eric Eager underscore on Twitter, Eric Eager from Super Sports. Chrissy, my mishpucha, next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash subscribe it's Gil alexander it's kelly bidlin we get tweets at beating the book jesse welch dk that's DraftKings, has a parlay for four plus quarterbacks in the top 10 picks listed at minus 500 what you i mean, mean you're not at no options so. you mean wait four plus quarterbacks in the top 10 is minus 500 yeah i guess you don't think there's a possibility that, that two of those guys could slip out of the top ten? I do. I would not leave. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. For draft parlays. Four-plus QBs to be drafted in top ten. This is, this is not a yes-no. This is just a yes. I minus would, 500. There is no chance I would bet that. It could get home, but there's no chance I would there, bet There's that. a lot. I looked yeah. over some of the like draft pick parlays that they had at Boyd yesterday. They're absurd. Like, some of, the, like, some of these you nobody should be making. Like, it's exact yeah. player to exact team plus another exact player to exact team at, like, three to one. Mickey Baca, this is a great question. Is, the first, is this the first year where the draft is not giving us that warm, fuzzy feeling? Based off of today's news, is anything being added to negate some of the potential dead tickets? Okay, a couple great questions here. Uh, as to the latter, yeah, for instance, like take my C.J. Stroud. So my C.J. Stroud to go number one. I know those two are the, those two units are in the negative right there to start with, right? So absolutely, what I did is started to focus, and because of all this, literally up until this morning, right, all this confusion at the top of the draft, and by confusion, I mean like none of us knows, not one human being knows. If you're going to assume Bryce Young at one, nobody knows what's going to happen at two, three, nobody with any kind of certainty. So as a result, I've tried to focus on later the Jackson Smith and Jigba unders at 14 and a half. Uh, him being the first wide receiver, I bet, you know, way earlier. That's probably still my best bet. Lucas Van Ness to go under 11 and a half, top 10 plus money big. So like I've tried to make that those those dead tickets. 
I've tried to make that back later in the draft because to do more stuff early, by the way, with the exception of the Patriots' first election being a quarterback, just in case of that trade, that's the only exception. Over five and a half offensive linemen. Like I laid minus two eighty one because I think it's actually it actually should be way higher than that, and it is by the way way higher than that now. It's like minus four something. Um, so I've tried to do it, uh, you know, later in the draft. Now here's the thing. I also have a couple that I bet later in the draft that are probably dead money too. Like I had Skaronsky over Paris Johnson, plus 120. That doesn't seem like it's going to win now. So I could start this draft three units in the hole and just I'm just trying to make it back because I'm betting the other stuff a lot more. Now, here's the thing, and this gets back to the warm, fuzzy feeling thing, because Kelly and I were just talking about this off air. And Kelly, Kelly let's bring you in for this, which is, yeah, this is the first one of, of recent history of, of when we've been able to bet on the draft. This is the one that's been the most confusing. And I know a lot of people are getting, oh, this person has been doing so great in this draft year after year. This person has been doing so great. I would match our draft record on a numbers game over anybody's or as, much, or as great as anybody's. But I will tell you this. I've said all along, eventually we're going to run into one where we lose. So yesterday I asked Kelly, I'm like, would you, if I could just give you a net positive right now, however modest that is, would you take it? And your answer, Kelly, was? Yeah. Me too. Now, you made the better point off here. Would you like to share what that was? Which is just, whether we win or lose, the bigger point is what? The bigger point is just how much this stuff has been moving for the past eight weeks now. And think about this number one pick. You've seen four different quarterbacks that you could have gotten at worst, at the worst price as possible, of what, four to one or shorter than that? Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is take the opposite side of that. You could have had, you could have really good numbers on a, a really good positions on a lot of great bets right now. Like, to, you know, take your Jackson Smith and the Jigba bet, for example, right? Like, that's an amazing number that looks ridiculous right now. There's been a lot of those situations throughout the past eight weeks. It's just been you've kind of needed to zig whenever when everybody else is zagging, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this might not be the best year for us, but man, I think it's it, it's 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 another year that goes by where I see a lot of value in betting the NFL draft. And it still could be a good year for us because again, if any one of those like, you know, again, if he goes first as a wide out and it's, you know, earlier than the 15th pick, that makes up for almost everything. Oh, I mean, if Lucas I, Van Ness goes 10, it may, if both of those hit, I have a winning draft. Oh, I hope that, uh, man, I really hope that Cardinals thing that, that Eric's talking about comes to fruition. Which one? The Because the, the, that's where I grabbed those offensive linemen over the weekend oh, to go dude. top five yeah. after that. Week. And you finally bet the running backs one? I bet that yesterday. Still at plus money, over one and a half running backs. I've got it at plus 122. I bet that pretty big yesterday. I, I think Jameer Gibbs is, is for sure going in this first round. Um, and, be, and then Bichon, Bichon for sure. Would you bet there's there's some, I don't know which book has this. We were talking about on the podcast yesterday, again, the Beating the Book podcast that I did with Drew Dinsick and with Matt Brown, which is available now. And, and I was joking earlier that it's obsolete. It's not obsolete. Because uh, the Will Levis thing was, I think, was bunk this morning. But the one of the things we're talking about, there's somebody has Bijan Robinson being the second running back to go at like huge plus oh, money. There's yeah, yeah I, like I've heard a couple reports that like they th- of like people thinking there's a chance Gibbs could go ahead of him. Like so, uh, on the I, one hand, I'm like, oh, I wish we had, uh, I wish we had bets like that here. We don't. Yeah, I, I mean the other one that you like, you've kind of because I'm I'm on a lot of Skaronsky as well. Like yeah. I I think that there's I think that's pretty team dependent. Of which team likes which That's offensive true. lineman it better. It could still win. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you're acting a little bit more like it's more dead than, than I feel like it is right now. 
Yeah, I mean, look, all I'm saying is it's it, this could still be a winning draft, and in the end, we're going to be here Friday morning. We'll be like, we did it again. All right, yeah. Maybe not as dramatically as we've done it before, but, we, you know, it's, it's very possible. But, like, because we were talking on the podcast, I'm like, okay, what's the scenario that makes your draft the best? What's the scenario that ruins you? Right. And so Matt was very clear. Matt was like, if Will Anderson goes in the top three, <laughs> he has been bad shape. So that's where, like, mine are all kind of linked on that same thinking, right? So, like, I've I've kind of got number one circled. Because if it's Bryce Young, yeah. I make money. If it's CJ Stroud, I make money. If it's Will Levis, I make yeah, money. Yeah, you have all three of those guys in good money, right? Yes. So yeah. you're you're golden. So it's only, I, I'll bear, it's going to be a small profit if it's Bryce Young. I yes. have it plus 250. Right. It's not going to be huge. That's but true. then really where my best will start to pivot, kind of like where Matt, because I have that uh, Anderson over three and a half. So what happens to three could be a big deal for the rest of my draft, right? So, if they, I mean, if there's an offensive lineman that ends up going top five and Will Anderson goes past four, oh, man, this could be a massive draft for me. Yeah. But that's a lot of ifs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're in the ifs game, you want to play a ridiculous <laughs> right, if game? Right, right. If C.J. Stroud went number one and then the Patriots traded up to two and drafted Will Levis, you won't see me for a month. <laughs> but that ain't happening. So, to me, again, it's to answer the question, this is why I've asked both, both Thor and Eric Eager this, which is what's the best, if you're just landing on this right now and you want to make a bet, what's the best bet on the board? And I still, you know, look, Matt's opposite me on the over five and a half offensive linemen. He went under because the price got to a point where he bet the under. But I still think it's six or seven offensive linemen in an NFL draft first round that has 31 picks. Remember that the Dolphins got theirs taken. So I kind of, it's just a lot of juice right now. Yeah, minus 475. Yeah, it's too much juice. So what's the best bet? I'll go opposite Eric Eager. I still think it's over four and a half quarterbacks. I, it's really interesting him and Thor both saying that. They both it, said it, under. Like like Eric said, the, that number's only going one way. It's going back to that overs. We there's one is there only one truism. If there's only one thing we know about NFL drafts, it's that these teams, justifiably, by the way, because it's a quarterback league. You're nothing without a quarterback. And the way you can exploit it the most, the way you can build a championship team is to have a quarterback overperforming on a rookie deal. So it makes sense why teams go crazy, quarterback crazy, each and every draft. So do I think five will go in the first round? I actually do. I was surprised that both Thor and Eric said Stroud wouldn't fall past seven. Because yesterday, I was like, Stroud could fall. If he gets past 11, good God, this could be an Aaron Rodgers situation. I'm with him. I it just, I mean, you and I have based so much of like, man, what what we think we know about this guy as a player, how could he possibly fall that far? Let me just reiterate that. None of this, I hope everybody realizes that, none of this is ever talent evaluations from us. Because if it were Kelly and me, C.J. Stroud would be number <laughs> one ten times over. So we, this is not about our talent evaluation. But so I think all, so young, Levis, even though I don't think Levis is going number one, right? But Young, Levis, there's so many teams that are infatuated with him. Richardson, we talked about, Stroud. And I do think somebody's going to, even though Hendon Hooker won't be able to play this year because he's still recovering from the injury, and everybody's like, oh, he's 25 years old. Well, the other guy's like 24, right? Like, what are we talking about? The hypocrisies also. How can you have C.J. Stroud when all those Ohio State quarterbacks never pan out? Do they at Alabama? 
You know, like all this, and, and all this stuff is so. People attribute whatever reasoning they want to their agenda. A couple other betting tips, I think, I got on the other side. Let's too. do that. Kelly Bidlin with betting tips. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable Bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Skill Alexander. We get tweets at beat of the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Uh, this is from Joe Nigro. He says, after hearing all the experts, I'm sure of one thing: the draft is on Thursday. <laughs> He's absolutely right. <laughs> I had to confirm the city earlier today. <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City. We worry about so much of the betting stuff. I'm like, where's the draft again? I don't even know. Tokyo two zero two zero two one. Interesting to hear the timing of your backing Miami in play yesterday when they took the lead, and uh, Bud finally called that timeout. Curious about the rationale aside from Butler, since a championship team like Milwaukee would be more likely than say the Kings to regroup on the road. Thanks. Um, you know what, Tokyo? Uh, there was nothing that genius about the bet. Quite frankly, it was just that place was pandemonium. I didn't think there was any way at that point that the Bucks were going to be able to regroup. It should be noted, by the way, that they did trade baskets after that. It wasn't like Coasty after that until Miami finally did take the lead. So it wasn't the most cerebral bread of all time. I'm not going to act like it was. It got home. Just like, by the way, the Memphis one didn't because LeBron hit that amazing layup at the end of the game uh, to force overtime. So, yeah, I'm not going to act like it was the most genius of all bets. One got home, one did not. Um did you think all my bets, by the way, Kelly, do you think I give the impression that all my bets are genius bets? I, too, am susceptible <laughs> to 
just so you know, ladies and gentlemen, I too am susceptible to the random. I'm making this bet now. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think you could just categorize those. Yeah. Knowing you and knowing how you bet the NBA, I'm yeah. going to guess those two are more in that category. Yes, the time. NBA is more that way. That's a good way of putting it. Um, let's see here. Boop, 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 boop. This is from um, Matt. Good morning, G Money. My research suggests that we we may see more draft position trades in the first two rounds than we've ever seen before. Happy drafting. P.S. No way there are five quarterbacks taken in the top ten. I'm with you there. I don't think it's going to be that. Oh, do we have a prop on that yet? I haven't seen that one. How many total first-round trades? Oh, I haven't seen that either. That, that There's got to be, though. Yeah, that's got to be. Let me but look. really, are you betting on that? Seriously, if you're betting on that, what are we doing? No, no. But it's always interesting to see what number they post. Uh, let's see here. Mike Alvarez. How does one apply to become the voice of the guy on the promos that's making horrible bets? The Chiefs always cover by at least 30 points. You know that annoying guy. What is he talking about? Yeah, no, I think this is something for uh, what we addressed yesterday of, uh, hey, when we're in breaks, we don't listen to the oh, commercials. Yeah, we don't, listen to the I don't really know what's going on uh, there. By the way, Chrissy Andrews, uh, just in case you were wondering, because I, I teased that my mishpoka, Chrissy, was going to be here, runs the South Point Hotel Casino. So I'm sure there's some listeners who are like, oh, let me guess. Chrissy didn't show up because he didn't want to ask draft. He didn't want to answer draft questions. No, I forgot. Like a week ago, Chrissy told me, he goes, oh, by the way, I can't be on next week. So it's not, let me just give you how the interview would have gone. You ready for this, Kelly? Yeah, I was going to say. This is how it would have gone. I'd have been like, hey, Chrissy, with all this Michigas with this NFL draft, don't you wish you had uh, booked it? Because you probably would have made bank this year. And he would have been like, do I look like I wanted to bet it? And that would have been the end of the interview. There you go. He would have totally told me. Yeah, I was going to say, the two aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. Just because he isn't here doesn't mean he, w- he wouldn't be here talking back That's about right. the draft still. Yo, do I look like I want to bet this stuff? Um, or, or book this stuff. Okay, uh, we also had this conversation off air, which I think is, you know, again, disclaimers like none of these are talent evaluations. We don't do that. You know what is an interesting thing about this draft? I mentioned this on the podcast yesterday with Drew and Matt, again, at Beating the Book. Thanks for everybody who's downloading that. For a league that is this pass-happy and a league that in the last couple drafts has had so many wide receivers picked in the first round, and in a league with all those, when, with so many of those first round wide receiver draft picks have panned out to be amazing, what a quiet, what a relatively quiet draft this is at the top when it comes to wide receivers. That's, that's a pretty yep. under the radar, bizarre development oh, of this draft. I have enjoy, I, I, I totally agree with how that number has moved. I mean, that was, where did, did it open five and a half or was it four and a half juiced heavily over? I want like to say three four and a half. half now. It's three and a half. And you haven't heard, besides bad early returns on some of these guys, you haven't heard anything about Addison or Quentin Johnson, it seems Nothing. like, in a month and a half. That is so true. And Addison, for a minute, was supposed to be the guy. Mm-hmm. And then for another minute, Quentin Johnson was supposed to be the guy. And now people have sort of settled on Smith and the Jigbo with, with Zay Flowers probably being the one who's gotten the second most amount of buzz. The one you've been asking all our guests, my fi- if I had to make a bet right now, which I wish I had this mark available, second wide receiver selected Zay Flowers at plus money, I, I think that's a good bet. Plus 135 at DraftKings, I would make that bet. I got him over 21 and a half, so I hope if he is the second, he doesn't go too early. I found, uh, I found trade props, by the way. Oh, you did? What's, his, what's yeah, the number? Yeah. You know, at your favorite place, wagering on the internet. Uh-huh. Um mm-hmm. Over uh, over five and a half trades total uh, first round trades minus one fifty under plus one ten. The to- how about total uh, round one trades within the top ten picks set at one minus one fifty to the over 
plus 110 to the under. That feels like an over or nothing. Yes. Oh, interesting. I was about to say, who would bet on this stuff? And now I'm like, oh, that sounds like a great bet. <laughs> so I just thought, like the one? The one, one in the top ten? So you just got to get one and it's a free roll. One, it's point. a push. Get two, you're winning. I think the first round one, though, is kind of crazy. Because who's going to sit there for the whole round and be like, I need another trade? Yeah, I don't know. I always enjoy seeing what these numbers are posted at. But yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be betting that. Ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line here is that none of us knows a damn thing. It really is. Like, this of all these drafts, this is the one. And we all have, now, by the way, we all have tons of bets. I have tons of bets. I probably, you know, do I wish I had all these? Yeah, I do, because there's a scenario where we win. But shout out to the books that did put them up and did take yep. bets. Again, Stations deserves a big shout out here in Las Vegas. They put, they've had them up for the longest. They've had the most props up, and they've taken a dime on each. Circus had them up for a few days. They take a dime on each. Um, the, the other tip Luke I Caesars has had five up. They take a dime on each. They've had a few. Yeah. yeah. The one, you know, the one that's cra- the one that's cracked me up. And there's, there's a book here in town. It's only had number one pickup, and they didn't have uh, yes. they didn't have Will Levis on it today. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. No. <laughs> oh man, it's their one prop. Yeah. The one prop. Yeah. Um, I, we've hit on this a lot for pro tips and stuff. I'll keep circling back to it. This is. If you're thinking thinking of a bet that you're going to make, think about is there other ways to make the this same a, bet this was a, within the same book? We brought this up on the podcast. Matt Brown did yesterday, Obviously, too. shop around book to book. We talk about that all the time. But I'm, I'm just talking within the same sports book, right? So you know why I've been talking about Jameer Gibbs now for a month. I just It took me till yesterday to finally bet it. But if you want him to go first round, he's minus 175 at DraftKings. If you want to bet over one and a half running backs, it's minus 195. It's 20 cents right there. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that it's little things like this, but shop around. You'll find those small differences. It's it's huge for all these. I mean, take Smith and Jigba. It's like you, you can bet them under 14 and a half. Do you want to bet them first wide out? I think you just bet them under 14 and a half at this point. You probably, I mean, those are two different things. I get it. But there are ways to make the best, the most optimal bet. I have two on Lucas Van Ness. I have a top 10 pick at plus 240. I had him under 11 and a half at plus 215. It's plus 260, plus 215. Pardon me. So you got to really, in some cases, I decided both of those were fine. But in some of these cases, there is an optimal way to bet all of these. The Zay Flowers one, since we bring him up, the wideout from Boston College. Let's bring him up. Zay Flowers, you just said, second wideout to go. What's your number on that? Plus 135. Plus 135. Would you rather do that or would you rather lay a whole bunch of juice for him to go over 21 and a half? No, I'd rather rather bet the plus 135. In that case. Yeah. But these are all the assessments one has to make on all of these. He's like an X-factor guy, though. Like, I I wouldn't be shocked if some team falls in love with him and trades up for him. Really? Yeah, really. I say really like I I say really like I'm <laughs> like I have the nerve to be surprised by anything at this point. Really that would happen? <laughs> by the way, here's the latest. We leave you the way we started with the update yeah. on Will Levis's current number to go number 1 at DraftKings. And that number is, oh man, it came back a little bit, huh? 5 to 1, right? Back to 5 to 1. So he he, he the lowest he got that we saw was 4 to 1. Four to one this morning. He's back to five to one on that. What was that guy's name? Uh, Sale agreement eight five three four or something. (laughs) My man on Reddit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just moving numbers today, man. He's a documented undefeated. (laughs) Oh and oh. Can't wait to see what his Batman takes are like. (laughs) Goodness. All right. Well, 
We got two more mornings of this before the draft. I'm sure we'll come in every morning and be like, there goes the rundown. So-and-so's been steamed on this thing. Uh, this is what makes it awesome. And this draft has been the most uncertain and the most mishooken of all, that's for sure. The Lombardi line is next. Michael Lombardi will have much to say about all of this right here at VEASAN. Enjoy from the Sports Betting Network. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.